Thank you for tuning in to the Movement Podcast. We hope this message gives you a new perspective and inspires you to move towards God's purpose. For more information about the Movement Church, visit themovementchurch.co. And here is today's message. Hello, everybody. Hello, the Movement Church. Hey, today is a special day for all the ladies, for all the moms. I just want to say happy Mother's Day to all of you. We want to celebrate you. We honor you. We thank God for your lives and all that you have done into our lives. So today, I, I know that there are many precious gifts that God has given us. But however, a mother is one of the unique gifts of God. Amen. You know, how many of you know that a mother's love sets the standard? When it comes to different degrees of love, you don't get much higher on earth than a mother's love. Any amen? And especially when you have your own children now, when you have your own family, you suddenly realize how appreciative you need to be for the parents who bore you. Especially through our own recent experience of homeschooling during this um, lockdown period time. Like, wow, so much struggle, so much frustration happening, so much juggling happening. After going through all this, suddenly I get my mom. I have to thank my mom and say, wow, mom, thank you. You put up so much patience with me. Now we realize the weight of responsibility of being a parent, okay? We love you, all the parents. We honor you. You know, there's a story of a mom who was doing a grocery. She was in a supermarket pushing a trolley with a girl, her young girl in Costco in a supermarket. Her little girl was screaming the entire time. She was throwing tantrum after tantrum, screaming the whole way. And the mom said, Calm down, Audrey. It will be all right, Audrey. It is almost time to go home, Audrey. We will be fine, Audrey. So another lady stranger came to her and said, Wow, ma'am, you are to be commanded of how patient you are of this little Audrey. You are just simply amazing. You are such an amazing mom. And that mom replied to the lady and said, Lady, I am Audrey. Come on. She was actually calming herself down the whole way. She's trying to talk to herself to calm down. It's going to be over. Come on. How many of you relate with me? All the moms. How many of you can relate with me today? Hey, today I have a message for all the women. You know, this principle, yes, it is a message for women, but this principle pretty much applies to everybody. One day, some of you will be a mom. You will be a husband. You'll be a wife. And you are a husband as well. You would want to know how to build your wife to be the woman that God has called her to be. Because happy wife, happy life. And happy mom, happy family. And amen. All right, I heard this quote before church that when God wants to do a great work, he gets hold of a man. But when he wants to do an exceptionally great work, he gets hold of a a woman. Come on, woman, know that I am preaching to you today. Come on, somebody clap like you know I'm talking about you today. And I love this quote because I also see a lot of precedent in the Bible stories as well. How many of you know that Israel's deliverance from Egypt began with a woman called Jochebed, the mother of Moses, who had the faith to put down that basket with the baby down the river? The story of the mighty King David began with one woman named Ruth. The miraculous preservation of Jews in Persia was the story of the woman named Esther who had the kind of faith she put on the line. In fact, our salvation and gospel begin with one virgin named Mary who is visited by God and obeyed to be used as a vessel of extraordinary purpose. So today I want to talk to you about this message called She Builds. She Builds. Everybody says She Builds. She Builds, not tears down. It comes from Proverbs 14, 1 that says, the wise woman 
builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. You know, the Bible says with the same hands that you've got right now, you can either build or you can either tear down. So my question to you this morning is, are you a builder of your house or are you a worker? Are you a builder or a wrecker? Maybe some of us are saying to this morning that I don't build a house, Pastor. I can't build a house. I have no clue how to build a house. I don't know about architecture. I don't know about construction. But King Solomon in this chapter is actually using a metaphor here, talking about our life, our family, our house, the people that God put around us. Think about this church. How powerful is this that God says that on your hands right now, God has given you the power to build or the power to tear down. You know, God gives the man, the head of the family, the vision, the big picture, the blueprint, the goal, but the man needs the woman to build it up. Any amen? Adam alone cannot achieve the vision and the calling that God has given to him. You know, God knows that Adam would be so hopeless that that's why God created Eve to be the helper. Helper, everybody, not the maid, so that she can help him build and achieve the vision that God has given to him. So today, I want to go deeper today about this chapter and we want to learn together how to be the wise woman who builds. Are you ready, church? Okay, so three things that a wise woman builds. Are you ready? Three things that a wise woman builds. The first thing is she builds her partner. Notice that I use the word partner first because this also applies to anyone in the relationship, whether it's your boyfriend or fiance, start practicing now. Okay. More importantly, I use the word partner because we are equal you. Come on, somebody. We, husband and wife, man and woman, carry the same weight to build the unit together. Not the same responsibility, might not be the same role, not the same function, but listen to this, but equal. Not the same, but equal. Proverbs 34, 3 says this, A house is built by wisdom and becomes strong through good sense. So a wise woman, she builds her husband. She builds her partner. How? She doesn't speak to the man that he is, but she speaks to the greatness inside of him. You know, one thing that I have learned and experienced over the years, we have been married for fifth, uh, almost 15 years now. You know, when times where we are frustrated as women, or we, when the reality doesn't meet the expectation at all, nagging doesn't help. Nagging doesn't build. Nagging only tears it down. It demoralizes, it discourages, it, it actually kills the dream that God has put inside of him. You know, the Bible says that a wise woman respects her husband. Proverbs 31, 12 says that she brings him good and not harm all the days of her life. She does him good all the days of her life. She is trustworthy and she is a helper from God. So women... We want to be a builder, not a demolition expert. We, wanna, we don't want to be a, an expert in becoming critical. We don't want to be expert in bringing up the flaws. We want to grow to be somebody whose words can actually build up other people. In your marriage, in your relationship, whatever it is, in your friendships as well, focus on each other's strength. Speak strength to his strength rather than pointing to their weakness. Speak strength to his strength and suddenly you will see that they will 
begin to flourish. They will begin to rise up to their potential. They will begin to, to fulfill dreams that God has put in their lives. You know, Proverbs 12, 4 says this, that a virtuous woman, an excellent wife, is a crown to her husband. But a disgraceful woman is like a cancer in his bones. Ouch. A wise woman, Bible says, is a crown that her husband wears around. It's his pride and joy. While the disgraceful is like a cancer in his bones. Wow, like cancer. It is eating him up slowly from the inside. You know, church, I saw this quote the other day. I thought this is timely because it says, You cannot be a queen unless you treat and speak to your man like a king. You cannot be a queen unless you speak and treat to him like a king. So keep honoring, keep building up because you cannot sow and keep sowing and not having it come back to you. We need to start building each other's life. Amen? So today we learned that wise women build the house. And some of you may be saying, if the wise women build the house, what do the wise men do? The wise men, they build their women. They build their women so that they could build the house. You tell her that she is beautiful, you tell her that she is precious, you tell her that she is wise, she is a great mom, and you will see that they will rise to the occasion and be everything that you speak over them, that we will all grow in reflection of the love that was shown on us. Amen? So today, so husband and wife, men and women, treat one another with love and respect. Speak to the king and the queen inside of them, and you will see them rise to the occasion. Are you ready, church? Now, the second thing, everybody says, second thing. The second thing that a wise woman builds is she builds her reputation. Everybody says reputation. How many of you know that great women are not born, they are made? A great woman chooses to be great. They choose to build their life wisely, step by step. It is a choice that she has to make every day. They build a good reputation through every single decisions, every single actions and words. Her words are guided by wisdom and her actions are guarded by discipline and excellence. How? She is a wise steward of her gifts, of the gifts that God has already given her. Okay. So what gifts are we talking about here? Proverbs 31 um, verse 14 says this, she is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She appraises a field and buys it. From her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sees that her gain is good and her lamp is not extinguished at night. The first gift that she is wise to be a steward is she is a wise steward of her money and of her finance. Okay, She is careful to purchase quality items to take care of her family needs. She does not spend money that the family does not have. She only makes profitable decisions. What is in the best interest of the family over personal pressure, okay? She has the right priorities for her life. She is wise and disciplined in stewarding the money that has been trusted to her. Amen. Now, the second thing, the second gift that she is being wise in stewarding is that she is a wise steward of her time. You know, verse 15 goes on to say that she rises while it is still night to provide food for her household and portions for her maidservants. When it snows, she has no fear for her household for they are all clothed in scarlet. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. 
You know, women are blessed for this special trait that most men do not have. That is the capacity to multitask. Everybody says amen. They manage to look after the affairs of household while working, planning, homeschooling for some, serving and taking care of their own personal, mental and spiritual health as well. You know, what's, what's the powerful thing about women is they don't sit around waiting for things to happen, but they make it happen. You know, Proverbs says that she spends her time wisely on things that are great. Diligence is her trait, not idleness. She does not spend time dwelling on those things that does not please the Lord. She is diligent. The Bible says she works with her willing hands, always resourceful. She is not just busy, but productive. She plans ahead. She prepares. You know, that verse before says that when winter comes, she has no fear for her household, for they are all clothed in scarlet. They are already prepared. Whatever season comes for their family, she is prepared. Now, the third thing, the gifts that God has given to her that she is stewarding is she is a wise steward of her tongue, of her words. Okay, Proverbs 31, verse 26 says, she opens her mouth with wisdom. Everybody's wisdom. And faithful instruction is on her tongue. When she opens her mouth, only wisdom and faithful instructions that come out. Wise women are already busy running their own lives. They are not busy bodies meddling into other people's business. They are already occupied with things that matter. There is no room or interest for gossip, for ill or feigned talk, for pointless social butterfly gatherings. You know, I saw uh, this quote that says, the wise woman speaks because she has something to say. But the foolish speaks because she has to say something. You know, I, I saw this analogy before that it says that when, if you notice that still waters, when they are deep waters, they are deep. You have to go to them. But moving waters, the ones that are loud, uh, they are shallow, they are on the edge of the water, they are making a lot of noise, but no death. Okay, so church, be deep waters that have still waters that have depth in our conversations. Church, speak faith because your words have the power to build. The Bible says that the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can spark a fire, can set a whole forest on fire. Death and life are on power of your tongue, and those who will love it will eat its fruits. The Bible tells us that through our words, we will either reap the fruit of death or the fruit of life. But the wise women, they are the ones who make the choice to open her mouth with wisdom. So my question to some of you today as well, that if you can associate with these people, or if you feel like your life has been surrounded by these busybodies, my question is why? Today, start making decisions that determine the quality of your life. Surround yourself with people who actually cares about building you up, not busybodies that are trying to tear down what you build bit by bit. Wise women, you are too busy building your house that you have no time, no energy to waste on any shallow or ungodly matters. Any amen? Any wise women in the house today? Now, the third thing that a wise woman builds is she builds her sons and daughters. She builds her sons and daughters. A wise woman teaches her children, her sons and daughters, the ways of the Father in heaven. She nurtures her children with love of God. She disciplines them with care and wisdom, and she trains them in the way they should go. Proverbs 22, 6 says this, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. 
parents, that is one thing that we learn. We do not entertain our kids. We empower them. We do not entertain them. We empower them. There's a difference between serving and entertaining our children as opposed to training and empowering them. Okay, some parents look to the children and say, what's wrong with you? How did you turn up like this? We gave you all that you want. We gave you money. We gave everything you need. We gave you the best school. You were never lack of anything growing up. But some parents, we forgot that most important thing is training them in the ways of God, empowering them with the foundation of the word of God, building the right values in their life, building the right character from the word of God. God, that matters more than any physical needs that we have fulfilled in their life. And amen. Deuteronomy 60 says this, And these words I command you today that shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk in the way, when you lie down, and when you rise. When it comes to the children, when they are young, it's okay. They cannot do a lot of things by themselves. We do all things from there. But when they grow up, we teach them, we empower them, we train them to do things for themselves, we prepare them for what the world holds out there. Amen? So to, to all the parents today, whether it's physical or spiritual children I'm talking about here, what we are building now today, it goes beyond this generation. It is more than just raising them up, but leaving a godly legacy for the next, next generations to come. How many of you know that what you build now has the power to pass on to the next generations? You know, just like what Paul says to the life of Timothy, he told Timothy that Timothy, you have a faith that you have actually received from your grandmother Lois and his mother Eunice. Church, there's a generational blessing that has been passed down when we build our sons and daughter in the ways of God. It does not just stay in this generation, but it goes beyond to the next generation. There are blessings that we are passing on to the next generations. Amen? So as I close today, I want to remind us all to build our house on the right foundation. Everybody says the right foundation. Okay, Psalm 127 verse 1 says this, that unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Unless the Lord builds the house, whatever we do is useless. Church, you can never build this family. You can never build this house with your own power. You need God. You and me, we need God to build it together. So maybe today as you listen to this message, you realize that what you haven't been building it the right way. You have been tearing down without us realizing it all this time. And you say, I don't know how to do this. I, I don't have the ability. I don't have the strength to do it. I can tell you that you have come to the right time and the right place because we are all in the same journey together. As I preach today, I am not there yet, but I'm still learning. We are still on the journey to be the wise woman that the Bible teaches us. The wise woman who does not build merely with her own strength, with her own power ability, but she builds with the strength and the wisdom from God. 
So if that's you today, maybe you came here, you've been trying to build your house your way, you've been trying to build your family, your life with your own strength, maybe it's time to invite God into your house today. It is time to invite God into your life today. I want to pray together with you. If that's you and you say, I want to be the wise builder. I want to build my life, my life, my family, my calling, my future. I don't want to be tearing it down. I don't, but I don't have the power and the strength and the ability. I need God's power and God's wisdom to do this. In just a moment, I want to lead you and pray with you together into a simple prayer. It is a simple prayer, but this prayer is one powerful prayer because as you pray, you are actually inviting Jesus into your heart and inviting Jesus into your home. So as I pray this prayer, would you repeat after me today? Jesus, I confess that I need you, God. Thank you for dying on the cross and forgiving all my sins. Today, I invite you to come into my heart, come into my house. Be my personal Lord and Savior. From today onwards, lead me, build me to live according to your ways. And I receive your grace. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. And everybody says, Amen and Amen. If you just pray that prayer for the first time, for the very first time in your life, you have just made the best decision. What happened? You just invited Jesus that He lives inside of you today. You know, church, from now on, you are not doing this life alone, but God is with you in this journey. He will pour His power and His wisdom as you decide to make God the center of your life. And what's next from here? We want to encourage you, be planted in a church, a strong church around you. And if you're in the area, the Movement Church is ready, excited to welcome you to our family. We would like to know more about you. We want to hear your stories, your testimonies. If you are blessed, we want to get you connected as well. Right here on the screen right now, there's a link to our website for you to go and fill in so that one of our leaders can get in touch with you. We want to guide you and we want to, part, to be part of this journey, of your journey with God together. All right, church, hope you are blessed today. And one more time to all the moms, to all the grandmothers, I want to say happy Mother's Day. And I just pray blessings and everlasting joy and favor upon your life. And I feel in my heart as well for those of you, some of you, maybe you desire to be a mother, but I haven't got the chance. Can I declare right now over your life that right now, as we pray, there's a miracle being set in motion right now. God has a perfect plan and God has a perfect timing in your life right now. But just receive that dream. Do not bury it yet. Hold on to that dream and keep declaring and keep believing that it shall come to pass. Amen. Church, we love you all so much. We cannot wait to see you again. We cannot wait until all this is over. We will not come back the same. But again, here, church is still happening. Connected is still happening. Lifestyle freedom is still happening. And make sure we keep connected. And I will see you again next week, everybody. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in to our next podcast. If you are blessed, we'd love to hear from you. So connect with us through our social media. Be blessed.